A look so intense it makes you sick. These are tales of the evil eye. Mal de ojo. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos y más. This is Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen at your own risk. This is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is another episode of Spooky Tales. Today we're talking about Mal de Ojo or Evil Eye. But before we get into that, I do have a listener story. Yay. This was sent in to us via email. And again, as always, if you have a scary story that you want to share with us to read on the podcast, you can email to us at spookytales at gmail.com or DM it to us. On any of our socials, we love reading them and sharing them with everyone. Yes. And I don't want to run out of stories, so please send them. (laughs) (laughs) True. Okay, so this person says, Hello, I'm super new to your podcast slash TikToks. Like, seriously, I came across your TikToks while I was taking my lunch break today. Oh. (laughs) Anyways, I wanted to share a story that my mom will tell me or that my mom told me. It happened in my mom's hometown of Guerrero, Mexico. I don't know how long ago it happened, but my aunts witnessed it and told my mom about what happened. So my aunts were braiding rope in the courtyard one late afternoon while my grandfather was sleeping nearby in a hammock. They were chatting and playing around, when suddenly they spotted a little boy in blue overalls with bare feet, touching my grandfather's feet. Ew. Ew, this is why you cover your feet when you're laying down. <laughs> and that always reminds you of, like, the... I don't know, my mom always said that, like, uh, the ghosts, the spiritus, te jalan las patas. Exactly. That's why you can't leave a foot out. Like <laughs> You can't leave a foot out. They grab your feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, back, back to the story. They were horrified to see that the child had no head on its shoulders, and they ran inside the house. They later asked my grandfather when he woke up if he felt anything. He replied that he felt something really cold touch him. I also don't know if my aunts ever told my grandfather what they saw. My my mom never told me the timeline of when it took place, and I never thought to ask, but my grandfather passed away in an accident at at an early age 30 years ago. More than 30 years ago. So sorry for your loss. And then she also asked if we had ever heard of an urban legend with a headless child in Mexico, and I have not. Mm-mm, and either. I tried to Google after receiving this email and I couldn't find anything. All I could think of were like other headless ghosts, which we've talked about already. <laughs> yeah. So if any of our listeners knows of an urban legend that dives deeper into this, let us know so we could, you know, also talk about it. And maybe the our listener who wrote in this story has more information on the ghost. Right. But that's, ugh, that's creepy. Mm-mm. It's going to be a no for me. It's, yeah, I was just about to say that. It's going to be a no. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a hell no. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, mal de ojo. This was like one of those things, and I'm sure it's the same for you, but you like just always heard it. Like there was not a time where you don't remember hearing about it. Yeah. I grew up with it since I was like a child. My mom would yeah. and everybody would talk about mal de ojo. Yeah. Yeah. And without looking anything up, like just 
for my understanding, I always because yeah, I never really fully understood it, but I I took it as just like this evil look that makes you sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, and it's like um, it, I guess it de- it depends on the person giving you the evil look. Sometimes it could be in t- I, I I scoured YouTube to see what other people interpreted as. Someone's like, it's not always intentional. I was like, no, but sometimes, you know, you have a hater and they're going to give you an evil look and it is intentional. Yeah. And it is intentional. Yeah. Sometimes it's not though. Sometimes it could just be like this person unknowingly gives you this negative energy, but it could be both. And I, there's some people who are like, oh no, it's completely unintentional. I'm like, no, 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 no. Negative energy is negative energy. Yeah. I would agree that it's both, but I I definitely recall always hearing that it wasn't on purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. When it was towards kids and mm-hmm, babies, mm-hmm. which it affects more. And I asked my mom about it if she had ever any, if she had any experience with it. And she was like, ah, I never really believed in it completely. But there was a point in time where she was like super, super ba- uh, down with depression. Mm-hmm. Like it, it had, um, I think she, she might have been like recently diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And my tia had made her the red uh, pulsera bracelet. Mm-hmm. So she could be protected from mal de ojo because she was already down. And so mm-hmm. if someone unintentionally or intentionally looked at her and gave her mal de ojo, this would protect her. Yeah. And then she was like, yeah, that's why so many newborns wear the pulseras. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot that I have seen all the, yeah. all the bracelets. I don't know if we ever had one, to be honest. I don't know if my mom ever, but I recently got some because I was yeah. getting mal de ojo <laughs> and I got me and my babies where I'm now. <laughs> I was like, no, if they're hating on me, they're probably hating on you just for being my children. So you got to wear it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Apparently she, she, and she also mentioned this to me and I, and I came across it while reading up on it too, but um, that it affects babies the most and it's not intentional. People will say, oh, déjame tocar el bebé para que no le dé mal de ojo. Let me touch the baby mm-hmm. because I was just looking at it too long and I don't want to curse the baby. And so mm-hmm. they just kind of like a little tap or like a little rub on the shoulder yeah yeah that's what they're supposed to do like if yeah or someone says oh you have a nice shirt they um you ask them to touch your shirt yeah or, whatever, or yeah. your purse or whatever whatever it is that yours so it could like not give you mal de ojo which is it's yeah the same thing <laughs> yeah and i just think about how that because like here people are so over protective of newborns almost mm-hmm. you know like almost like don't only I will hold my baby don't go near my baby don't look at my baby and I just think about like the difference of like being in a Latin American population where someone will be like oh here let me touch the baby and Mm -hmm. the person's like oh yeah here I don't want the baby to be cursed but over here in the United States they'll be like no hand sanitize your hands for like you know yeah like let me spray you down with Lysol and then (laughs) yeah like I, I just don't see like on the being on the bus, I just don't see someone telling someone else like, oh, let me touch this baby because I was just looking at it. They'll be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> Weirdo. Just a difference in cultures. <laughs> yeah. Though, to be honest, if someone tried to touch my baby and I didn't know them, I'm throwing hands. <laughs> don't come near my right, baby. <laughs> exactly. And it's probably it has probably more to do with growing up here than growing up in like Mexico. That is true, but still, like, I just don't trust adults. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Like, no, we're, like, you're trying to hurt my yeah, baby. Yeah, because it's not, it's not like, let me touch the baby, like, give me the baby. Like, it's usually the mom's still holding the baby, and they just, like, touch the little, a hand or something, that's you know? The, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Still. 
But apparently, as you came across in your research, MJ, Amal de Ojo is like almost universal. It is. It, it really is. And what's funny is like, I, I have a very mixed family. We have Buddhist, Christians, atheists, and everything, you know, Wiccans all in between. And all of them, to some extent, believe in Maleojo, which is like, you know, it, it, it crosses cultures and it crosses religions. Like, it's just beyond that. Yeah. Maleojo or evil eye. Evil eye can be found pretty much around the world in all major religions. It can be found in Christianity, Islam, Judaism. The belief is in evil eye can be dated back to ancient Ugarit, which is modern-day Syria. The Egyptians had the Eye of Horus, the Eye of Horus being a falcon-headed god who lost his eye to evil. The ancient Greeks are the ones that pretty much started using amulets for evil eye called, I have such a hard time with this one, apotropaic amulets. And these amulets were used to repel evil and bad luck. The evil eye symbol that we know today comes from from Turkey. It's called the Nazar Bankugu. I am so sorry if I pronounced it wrong, but it's the the blue eye symbol, the one with like the the black dot in the middle, and then it's like white and then blue. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's also one which is the hand with the eye in the palm, which also comes from the Turkish culture, and that one's called Hamza. So, yeah, it's pretty much distributed uh, worldwide. It is believed that if you are on the receiving end of evil eye, it causes injury and bad luck. This is pretty much the the, the base for the worldwide uh, belief. You can find evil eye references in Asia, Europe, Africa, Australia, North and South America, and pretty much anywhere that there are people, you'll find some kind of belief in evil eye to some extent. Some people believe that evil eye is unintentional. Again, I like kind of disagree to some extent because I, I believe it can be both intentional and unintentional. You know, I think that people who don't like you for whatever reason will give you evil eye. People who are je- jealous of you and all that. Um, because to me, as I was stating earlier, negative energy is negative energy, whether you, you realize you're doing it or you don't. I think it affects people. It affects people's psyche and and all that. Right. And so in Latin America, we call it mal de ojo. It is something I grew up with. I, I think it's like one of the most talked about, like Latin America doesn't agree on everything, but I think mal de ojo is one of those things that <laughs> like regardless, you're like, oh yeah, that definitely exists. Or, or we know of it you know we all yeah i think as as far as i could find nowhere in latin america do they not believe in mal de ojo yeah i think that and my question which i couldn't really find anything on it was this a thing before colonialism i don't think so i don't because spain was big on it spain is big on it it's it's medieval european the, like yeah. it can be traced to medieval Europe and yeah, and yeah it's big in Spain so they and probably it, brought it over yeah they probably did um if someone who is more well educated <laughs> more knowledgeable in uh, Mesoamerican pre-Columbian history if you have any information if there was or was not mal de ojo or evil eye or a belief of some kind of evil eye. Maybe they didn't call it evil eye. Maybe they called it something else. But, you know, that whole, like, uh, negative energy, jealousy, 
whatever thing can affect you in pre-Columbian times, please let us know. Like I said, maybe they didn't call it evil eye. Maybe they had another term for it and associated it with something else. I don't know. Right. So my mom told me a really short story that she had when she was dealing with, she had evil eye given to her. So every weekend she would visit my grandfather's sister. So my great aunt and they would visit her and, you know, the family would get together for cheese man for the kids to play like every weekend. You know, it was for the cheese man for the adults. Let's be real. Yeah. (laughs) That's all it is. My great aunt would always admire my mom. She would say things like, your hair is so beautiful or your dress is so beautiful today. So she would always like throw these compliments at my mother. And by the time she got home, she was incredibly sick. She had fever, nausea, all that. And my grandmother would do something we call limpieza con un huevo or barrer con un huevo. And this is an energy spiritual cleansing using an egg. The way my mother and grandmother did it is that they would like have an egg in their hand and they would do the symbol of the cross over and over in a prayer over and over around this person's body from head to toe. And once the prayer and the the ritual or whatever was done, and they would get a cup of water and they would crack the egg and like just let the egg fall inside this cup of water. And after a while, depending on the shape of the egg, it would tell you what kind of negative energy was removed from this person? Was it like bad, like really, really bad energy, like with really, really bad intentions behind it? Or was it just like, you know, something just like unintentional, as we were talking about unintentional? Right. So and depending on people, how, how you read the egg in the water would be how bad the negative energy that was attached to you was. And my my aunt never did this intentionally, but... Sometimes the energy we give out to other people can be negative, whether we realize it or not. You know, like, I I think it's like maybe comes off with like, we aren't always self-aware with the way we come off to people, maybe, or the the intention. Yeah. So I think, I think to some extent, we've all been guilty of mal de ojo or giving someone mal de ojo without us meaning to. Not me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean... I can't think of a time, but who knows? You never know. I, yeah, like I just, I, I just don't know. I'm like, I'm not saying I never have because I feel like maybe sometimes, like, oh, that, you know, that that dress that girl's wearing is hella cute, and maybe I don't realize it, but maybe that was enough to give her maleojo. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> As for my story with maleojo, I was getting hate from someone, um, not in the talking shit kind of way, but I was like gonna pretend to be your friend kind of way fake all around fake 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 i'm not going into go too much detail i had help from a friend a podcast friend named v she's the the lovely she's been a guest yes she's the lovely host of uh, life paranormal with v and she helped me cleanse my energy nice and it worked so um this person stopped bothering me you know uh, v told me on a black candle to write i reverse all negative energies back to its source i lit the candle and did that whole thing and it worked and this fake person just pretty much removed themselves from my life and so thank you v it helped a lot (laughs) (laughs) and um you know and 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 by the way i saw like this this whole like um i don't know maybe it's just a coincidence let me believe in this little ritual okay because now every time someone gives me (laughs) negative energy i'm gonna be like oh my little horn, let me just light a candle and 
send your right. energy back. I also believe that like in what we what my mom always used to say that whatever we send out into the universe comes back to us sevenfold. And this comes from the Bible where if you steal, you must pay back sevenfold. And if you lose something, God will restore what you lost. Sevenfold. What is sevenfold? Uh, like times like seven, seven times. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I know that's not for everybody. I know some people are going to be like, oh, no, it's the rule of three. Listen, I'm not Wiccan. I didn't Oh, grow up. you know, yeah, I've heard the three one too. So I was like, yeah. wait, which one Yeah, is there's it? the rule of three. But I didn't grow up Wiccan, so I did not grow up with the rule of three. I grew up with a sevenfold. Um, that's yeah, I, I think I probably did too because we were, were Catholic. So. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that comes from the like the Bible where it's like if you do something negative, it comes back at you sevenfold. And if you you know, are a good person, that good energy comes back to you sevenfold. And if you grew up with the rule of three, you know, that's, that's your rule and you more power to you. But for the sake of this, because I didn't want anyone to come for me with, <laughs> with it, like, oh, no, MJ, you're wrong. It's the rule of three. <laughs> Listen, yes, I know for some people it, it is. can be both. It's it different for both. everyone, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But I just didn't want anyone to be like, sending me hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So I found a, a study that was done on Mexican and Mexican-American farm workers during the 1980s in Florida. And it's all about mal de ojo and susto. But I just wrote down the notes on the mal de ojo part, not the mm -hmm. susto part. But I feel like we probably grew up with both. Uh, yeah, we, we also need to do susto, too. Yeah, I, a little off topic because I'm going to bring it up now just because I thought about it because of susto. But when we were in like middle school, we saw a pretty bad um car accident some guy ran someone over and we were like pale from the shock you know like mm -hmm. just seeing it and my mom gave us i want to say they were like cold tortillas like para el susto and it was like ew this is gross so i think <laughs> i think just the, the thing about eating the tortilla like made us like stop focusing on the it's on the, the placebo effect, and just, maybe. Yeah, and we were just like, oh, I don't want to eat this cold tortilla. <laughs> but oh, it was my, para el susto. My daughter one time ate floor and my mom was like, oh my God, le va a dar susto. <laughs> because it's like, and, it's and like, a lot of times you get bread. like water and yeah. sugar. Yeah, water and sugar. Susto. That's yeah. what my mom was like giving her. I was like, mom, she's fine. And she's like, no, le va a dar susto. <laughs> like, calm down, lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to mal de ojo. So the study defined mal de ojo as generally believed to be caused by glances or power of a stronger person acting on a weaker person, particularly a child, with symptoms including severe headaches, high fever, mm -hmm. fretfulness, and in the case of children, also weeping. Mm -hmm. um, well, yeah, which is like a really smart way of, of putting it because I was like, it's a look that can curse you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And yeah, all the symptoms are usually like fever, throwing up and diarrhea and like colic with like a baby, like nonstop crying. Mm -hmm. Treatments that were noticed in the study were either finding the person that caused the evil eye so they could break the curse or rubbing an egg across the body, breaking it and then placing it in a cup and then doing that along with prayer, mm -hmm. um, which is what you mentioned. Yeah. And they went on to say mal de ojo is usually not fatal. But if untreated or treated incorrectly, it becomes ojo pasado, which I had not heard of ojo pasado ever. I have ever. not heard of that ever. What? Yeah, but that is vomiting and coughing. So, like, the sickness progresses. I, I wonder if that, like, 
if ojo pasado can lead to like anxiety or depression or if people think because maybe that's not the the truth but like i kind of feel like negative energy brings you down brings your your yourself down because like i said negative energy is negative energy and can mess with your psyche yeah i could totally i and i remember just from hearing about it but susto is what the one they say or or kind of like people say, oh, le pegó el susto y nunca se le quitó. And, and that's like untreated mm-hmm. mental issues. I, I need to research this more now. <laughs> yeah, like traumatic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be like, se le pegó el susto de, from this thing and they, they never got better from it. But and but that's usually some things like depression, anxiety, and things like that. That makes but sense. But it could also be ojo pasado. I don't know. That I don't know. I'm going to look into Ojo Pasado because this is the first time I've ever hearing it. Yeah, I didn't. I have never heard about it. Just mal de ojo and susto. Mm-hmm. But the study interviewed 101 mothers in this agricultural community that just happened to be all Mexican. Like there was nobody else. It was Mexicans mm-hmm. and Mexican-Americans. And 192 people were approached. And out of them is where they got the 101 because five didn't want to participate. And 85 said they either didn't believe in mal de ojo or didn't believe they had children affected by it. So the 101 that were interviewed were mothers that said their ch- their child had it or their children had it if they had more than one child. Hmm. And they the parents said they all noticed fussing, crying, fevers, and diarrhea. Most of them treated it at home, either by themselves or with the relative. And most did the egg thing. So with the room temperature egg, they rubbed it all over the child, Mm -hmm. cracking it and placing it in a cup and then placing that cup under the bed or on the headboard. My damn dog. I hope you can't hear him barking. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Not too bad, though. Oh, he'll stop soon. The next day, they would go back and examine the cup. If the egg has spots on it. It meant that the child had mal de ojo. And and again, the egg is broken, but not completely cracked, like open and, and like the egg, the yolk taken mm-hmm. out. So mm-hmm. they just break it a little bit so that there's like a crack on it and then mm-hmm. place that in the cup. Because I misunderstood it. I thought you broke the entire egg and then it opened might, it the, like you're frying an egg, you know? Well, my my grandma and my mom crack the entire egg and place it in a cup of water. So the, the cup has water in it and you just drop that entire egg in it, like crack. Cracked open, like, like the whole thing, not the just the thing. inside. No, just the insides of the eggs. You uh, you throw away the shell. So basically, a cup of water. Okay. And then you yeah. crack the egg and dump it out into this cup of water, and it floats there. And depending on like the shape of the egg, because sometimes it looks like sometimes it just looks like an egg floating, like n- nothing happens. And then there's other times that I've seen it where it's like it's spiky. It looks like this weird spiky Uh, it has some like weird spikes or stuff to it so i don't know if that's like you know maybe the the deal with the temperature but sometimes it just looks like a like a a floating egg and other times it looks i don't know yeah so here in this uh in this study what they noticed was that the egg was cracked but not broken so they and they Mm. put the whole thing in the cup and then look at it the next day and then if the egg is completely broken the next day it's a severe case of mal de ojo and they have to throw the whole thing over the shoulder of the mother and ensure that it's thrown in the direction that the sun rises and that will cure it i didn't know about that one yeah me neither because the the way i've seen it before was the way you said it yeah as well 
maybe there's like multiple ways, but I think as long as you trap the energy, <laughs> that's all that matters. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm sure there are multiple ways because like you and I are hearing it this one way and then this place, they did it differently. <laughs> maybe it's like uh, regional, like the people from yeah, Florida. Because yeah, you know, a lot of the time they come from like the same area. Right, right. And then in cases that were actually seen by a doctor, the doctors always diagnosed it as sepsis, like infection, a whole whole body infection, mm-hmm. blood infection, whatever sepsis means. A serious condition resulting from a presence of harmful microorganisms in the blood or tissue. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they either diagnose it as sepsis or just colic. And uh, the median age of all the kids that were brought into the clinic that were seen for mal de ojo, it was nine months old. Hmm. And now the following are just some stories I found about mal de ojo because I didn't have any personal experiences with it myself. Mm-hmm. But the following is from uh, the USC Digital Folklore Archives, which is an amazing site, by the way. They have like we I've used them before as a source. They're just really good. But this person is a child of Salvadoran immigrants. And at the time that this was written, she was 19. She says that uh, when she was a baby, she got really sick and she couldn't sleep. She kept crying. She would throw up. Her parents took her to the doctor and they couldn't find anything wrong with her. And then a relative looked at her and she was like, Esa niña tiene mal de ojo. This baby has evil eye, has the Mm -hmm. evil eye or is affected by the evil eye. I don't know what Mm -hmm. the... Right oh, yeah, I know the terminology is weird because it's like the evil eye, but then it also means like mm-hmm. it's like it means the protection from the evil eye. And it could also mean like you having the evil. eye. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> like sense. you you have it because you were affected by someone who gave it to you or you're giving it to someone. But when you're yeah. translating it, it's like, which one do you which one? What's the correct terminology? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and since they had no idea who gave it to her, they couldn't go find the person to, you know, break it. So they um, used an egg, passed it over her head while praying El Padre Nuestro, which is mm-hmm. what in English? I never paid uh, attention. Our Father. Our Father. Okay. I think so. The the Lord's Prayer. Prayer? Okay. Prayer. That thing. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they prayed that thing three times. And then the third time they did it, the yolk broke inside the egg and the baby was instantly better. And apparently the same thing happened to the girl Stia when she was younger. And this this um, story mentioned that, and I hadn't heard of this, but like there are people that have like a more powerful look, a more intense look. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're the ones who give mal de ojo. Not everyone does it. It's just people who have like, for, really? for whatever reason, this more powerful look. Or strong energy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought anyone could just give it to anyone, but no. Well, apparently. I've heard anyone can. I don't know. Somebody needs to do. I think a it study depends where you're at. Because these these people were from El Salvador, and that's what they yeah, said. Like, maybe, maybe, you, or maybe if like uh, from what I also heard is like even if you give someone mal de ojo, if they are of have a very strong energy, it's not going to affect them. So oh, I don't know. Yeah. So sometimes it just like bounces off of them in whatever way that happens but i've heard that like even if you if someone is given mal de ojo depending on what kind of personality they have it doesn't always affect them so maybe oh. it, like, a little bit. yeah so maybe it just depends where you're from but mm-hmm. yeah these people said that it's someone with a very powerful maybe. intense look maybe so this other story i came across is from a former miss colombia her name is eileen roca and this is her experience with mal de ojo. 
Uh, she believes her daughter Valentina got it. No idea from where. Could be anywhere, I guess, including can you give it across social media? I don't know. Or I do you think have to physically so look can. at them? Well, I got it from social media, so I'm going to say huh? can. Yeah. So suddenly, out of nowhere, her daughter was not sleeping well, was tired, was crying all the time. She didn't say it was straight diarrhea, but she was like, Tiene el popo bien raro. <laughs> I don't know why popo sounds funny. Pupu. Me too. In Spanish, no. <laughs> but they're from Colombia, so I guess they say popo. <laughs> anyway, so basically, all the symptoms we already mentioned, like, you know, fever, not sleeping well, crying, weird poop. <laughs> so she took her to urgent care twice, and aside from the symptoms that she described, doctors found her daughter to be completely healthy. And eventually, Eileen's mom, who's also some sort of medical professional, was like, Oye, no será mal de ojo? Hey, isn't what if this is evil eye? And she was like, what? No, who would do this? And she, the mom was like, well, I mean, you post her everywhere. People are looking and maybe even just unintentionally, they're just like overly admiring her or something. And yeah. so what she did was like pray daily with some like holy water. And then like by day two, her daughter was back to normal. So I guess if anything, this whole episode is just that you have to be religious to get rid of Maldojonas. So no, because their candle thing was different. Yeah, but that was like just to. Re- I, I I feel like it helped uh, because like it's just the. Re- I think as long as you remove negative energy, it doesn't matter how you do it, as long as you're like, yeah, get away from me. Also, while researching Maldojo, I came across this blog that gave me bad vibes. <laughs> And I'll tell you why. Because it was a white Christian mommy blog, and those always give me bad vibes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so on brand with the whole thing I've been saying, this lady adopted a three-month-old Mexican baby boy. <laughs> and you know, they have to fixate on the fact that they're a different race. Like, my Mexican son, like, stop being weird. Just Tell him your son, like, Jesus Christ. This just reminded me, this talk, but it's just, like, so off topic. But I was in this in this Facebook mom group that was, like, local to my city. And first of all, mm-hmm. it's the worst. Don't join your local mom Facebook group because they fucking suck. <laughs> anyway, this, this one included <laughs> Van- the Vancouver Washington Moms Facebook group. Sucks. Anyway, all the time they started these threads of like, let's say you're mixed babies. And I'm like, why are you fetishizing? Oh, I can't even say the fucking word. Fetishizing. <laughs> ¿Cómo se dice? Fe- fetish. Fe- <laughs> <laughs> Let me Google real English, quick. Because- but you get my point. They're fetishized. No, that's not right. Fetishized. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> this is what I get. Fetishizing? <laughs> this just sounds weird. Yeah, I think you got it. Fetishizing. Fetish. Okay. It fetishizing. Is. okay. Why are you fetishizing, fetishizing. all these? No, so you're being rattled. What the hell? Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's uh, fetish and then I-Z-I-N-G. Okay. Fetish sites. <laughs> wow, this is a weird word, I guess. Anyway, the point is, why are they fetishizing all these kids? Like, And it's and it was always the white moms posting, posting them. They're like, here's my half whatever and half this and they do it all the time these threads of like just let's say you're mixed babies and i'm like stop <laughs> anyway back to this topic the christian mommy blog that adopted a mexican child 
So when they picked him up, he had the red brace bracelet, the one we mentioned in this earlier this episode. Mm-hmm. Um. So and I think he was three months old when they adopted him. So he's and he's been wearing this bracelet this whole time because this is just what some Mexican parents do. And um. So she went through the trouble of researching what the bracelet meant that it was to protect from mal de ojo. Understanding it, writing a whole blog about what mal de ojo is. And what people do to protect themselves. And then she's, she still removed the bracelet and, and uses it as a tree ornament every Christmas. And I'm like, if you knew, if you went through the trouble of looking this up, knowing that parents put it on their newborns from the beginning, why not just leave mm-hmm. it on? I don't know. <sighs> Weird. Yeah. And on top of that, it's like if, if it's that important that you would actually put it on the Christmas tree, why are you taking it away you, this this like this bracelet the symbol away yeah i don't know it's it was weird. just off-putting like obviously this is her child now and she can do what she wants but like why go through the trouble of researching it understanding what it means writing a whole blog about it and then taking it off like this they it's just so I, don't, weird. I don't know it just bothered me not to mention, they're pretty cheap, so you could always like be like, "Hey, I want to like have something like this on my Christmas tree." Okay, we'll get your child another one, right? They're like, yeah, a dollar a bracelet, like no joke. Yeah, they're and they're cheap to make if you wanted to make it too, like yeah. But to yeah, to remove it when it was like the thing that their the birth parents put on them. I don't know. And and then she was like, "And we don't believe in this, so now it's just like a a Christmas tree ornament." I was like, mm-hmm. Of course you did that. <laughs> of course you couldn't just let them have this. I know. Let them have like something that is of their like their 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 her- not their heritage, but their their parents' culture. I'm just gonna get into some cures for mal de ojo here. Yes. So the what we've been talking about the red bracelet, mm-hmm. and uh, this also mentioned amulets that are red. Or red and black yes. glass beaded bracelets with a blue eye painted mm-hmm. on top. And those mm-hmm. are used for That's, protection, yeah. And I also heard something called Ojo de Venado. Yes, I yeah. Really, I, I didn't know the name of it, but I have seen it. But yeah, that's I think that's for Mexico specifically. Which translates, you guys, to... Um, what is... How do you say Venado? Deer? No, I can't, <laughs> deer to deer eye. But it actually is... Ojo de Venado is actually a, a bean. Y- really? And, oh. Yes, it's a bean. So, like, look, I'm going to send you a picture. Hold on. It's a, a bean that they use called, let me see, what is it called in English? And they decorate that bean with, like, religious images. It's a velvet bean. That's what it's okay. called, velvet bean. And they use it, This this they make it into, like, charms, and it has, like, religious decorations on it. Once once it's done, it has, like, there's this one that has the Virgen de Guadalupe, and then there's one that has the uh, Angel de la Guardia. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm just looking at pictures now. So the bracelets I grew up seeing and the ones we're used to are red, just red strings. They're not, and it's not a bead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like a, a string yeah, no, tied yeah. together. I'll send you the picture of the one that me and my kids got. We'll post so pictures of them one. too, yeah. And then there's also beads. And like, it's like a red bead, yeah. black bead, and then there's a religious item like attached to it or the, or the blue eye. Yeah. And those are the different bracelets. Yeah, so there's different ways. I also, um, my mom at one point would uh, get those uh, those necklaces. You know what I'm talking about? The Catholic necklaces that have um, El Angel de la Guardia on yeah. them. 
you know what I'm talking about? Like the ones that had like two little pictures on both ends. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? In um in Central America and some parts of Mexico, the umbilical cord of a newborn is dried and stored and later is used to rub softly around the eyes as a cure, which mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know that one. That is funny. I do. My mom did save my uh, kids' umbilical cords, but we've never used it. For Interesting. Like that. Okay. It's just something that they do that they you save the umbilical cord. I don't know. In other parts of Latin America, it's believed that a common jet black gemstone called, and I don't know how to say this, as a back, A Z A B A C H E. Let me see. It's just a it's a jet black gemstone. Yeah, I think you're saying it right. As oh, okay. Which. Which is the, uh, yeah, I've seen this one too. I'm Googling it right now, which is the the fist, right? I don't know. I, I just saw a black gemstone. Is it shaped into a fist? <laughs> yeah, it's shaped into a fist. Like, uh, oh, no, like it's, it's shaped into like the the thumb going in between your your pointer finger and your middle oh, finger. Oh, okay. Yes, I have seen it. And yeah, so that's used for protection. And Spain... This thing called Cruz de Caravaca, so it's like a double cross, mm. is used for protection, as well as anything bronze and a cowbell. I've seen the Cruz de Caravaca, but I didn't know it was ever used for Same. that. And then in Bolivia, probably other parts of Latin America too, but um, this is where I saw the egg is rubbed all over the body, broke into a cup, mm. then that cup is placed underneath the person's bed, but they don't read it mm. or anything like what we've been mentioning. They just put it under mm-hmm. the bed so that it absorbs all the bad energy and protects against the evil eye. That's very similar to what my my mom and my grandma did where they rubbed the egg with the prayer all over the body. Yeah, this one just seems to be missing the whole reading the egg part. Reading the egg, yeah. yeah. And then in some parts of Mexico, I saw that curanderos, um, shaman, is that what they're, that is in English, right? Yeah. Are hired to work alongside doctors because of the mistrust in Western medicine. And mm-hmm. and so they're like doing limpiezas de, de huevo uh, alongside inside these clinics, which is I found was like, that's pretty amazing because instead of like dismissing, you know, these beliefs, yeah. they're like working with a, a doctor and a curandero. And and that's very important because indigenous communities in Latin America are very, very distrusting of Western medicine because, well, Duh, like what yeah. western culture has like destroyed their entire culture and their entire way of approaching you know spiritual healing like yeah it was it wasn't allowed so it's it's that's amazing for them to allow uh curanderos because it, it really is like a safety net it makes uh indig- indigenous communities feel safer and more welcome. yeah but yeah that's all i had on cures i'm sure there's more there's just the ones i looked up found yeah and I found some really cool, uh, this really cool pop culture v- reference. And um, the the devil horns, the devil horn hand symbol gesture thing that people do, like, when they're in concerts or when they're, like, taking a picture, you know, you throw up the devil horns and stuff, was made popular by Ronnie James Dio. And he's a, a rock star. And he got it from his grandma, who used the hand gesture to ward off the evil eye. So, you know, rock on, grandma. Right? So every every little, like, thing that you see at, like, concerts, because it's not just rock concerts now, but it's, like, at concerts, people throw up the... The sign. The sign, the devil horn sign. And it's 
you guys are warding off uh, Evil Eye. That's awesome, right? So his, so his grandma, so his grandma, as he states that, um, she would see like she would be walking down the street and like she'd be like, oh, that person's giving me Evil Eye, and she'd throw up the the devil horns, and you know, I guess to repel the Evil Eye. Like fun fact, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, nothing, nothing fancy or funny to say. Just now you know how to um, protect yourself from mal de ojo. If you didn't know before. Yes. You know now. Get, get your, your red bracelet <laughs> to ward off to protect yourself. Right. Yeah. And you know, something that has, mm, I found annoying, not annoying. I don't know. Maybe because I'm like this gatekeeper, but like it's hit like the mainstream media and now it's like you can buy these things or. From everywhere. So if you're going to buy the bracelet, don't get it from like a, a huge store that, you know, like a corporation, you know, get it from La Pulga, go to the flea market and find the lady that makes them. Or that too. if you're, you know, just someone, someone that makes it, but like, because um, we can't just let these corporations profit off of our beliefs. Or you could, you could make it yourself at home, by the way, just research it. And it's better if you buy it from people who grew up believing in it though. Yeah, and and that's just not not just for um Latin America, like even like the Turkish symbols that they use to protect themselves, like mm-hmm. all this has hit like mainstream corporations yeah. and they're like selling it. So yeah, stay as spooky and we'll catch everyone next week. Bye. Bye.